In the past week alone, the Turkish lira has been appreciated or strengthened rather uh, by about 10%. Uh, the number one reason is definitely the resignation of the finance minister. You're saying the markets are happy to see the back of him, is that what you're saying? That's, that, that's more complicated, but if you want to dumb it down, you can say that. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. Uh, in this episode, we're in Istanbul with uh, Cameron Degen. And today, we'll be talking about something rather interesting. You know, to be able to reflect the true picture of what is happening in the country right now in terms of, you know, the, the, the Turkish currency, where does the interest rates are going and what does it mean for the exchange rate and therefore, what does it all mean to the end user of the Turkish lira, which are our investors, our clients. Yeah. Well, and the real estate investors, really. True. You know, how should they take the Turkish lira into account? Because at the end of the day, Turkish lira is certainly not a hard currency. True. It's, um, I guess, the opposite of hard currency is a soft currency, is it? I don't know the technical word. I, I don't that. know. Could you say a soft currency or? Well, it's, if it's not it's hard, a currency it's soft. of a one proud nation, I'd put it. It's a currency of a one proud nation, which just like the temperament which is of very the fragile. nation, it fluctuates fragile. all the time. Let's not say soft. Let's say fragile. Well, actually, the question is: Yeah, do you even have to rationalize these fluctuations, or do you live with it? And Turkish lira will go up, will go down. It's a little bit like a yo-yo. Yeah. So, do we live with it, and almost disregard it? Yeah. Or do we try to make sense of it and um, take action when it's down or when it's up or when it's about to go up, when it's about to That's go down? That's generally what do we forex traders do. The, the history shows us that yeah. Turkish lira is highly unlikely to stabilize. Or will it? Let's see. Okay, let's see. I mean, yeah. you're an investor, and I really, really want to get your opinions okay. on investing because you've been investing into, I mean, especially in the Istanbul market, you've been here for the past 10 years. So you've seen it all. You've seen it up, you've seen it down, you've seen it stable, you've seen yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. crises, yeah. You've, yeah. Seen, you've seen everything. Yeah. But now, today, we're here, we're rather here for a, you know, for, 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 for some of the recent developments in the Turkish lira, okay? So in the past week alone, the Turkish lira has been appreciated or strengthened rather uh, by about 10%. I think it had, I think about a week ago, yeah. it was, it went up to almost $1 yeah. <coughs> to 8.50 Turkish lira. Uh -huh. And then today it's what? 760? Um, it's, it's effectively three reasons. Okay. okay? Uh, the number one reason is definitely the resignation of the finance minister. Okay. Uh, the reason number two is. Uh, so you're the saying the markets. You're saying the markets are happy to yeah. see the back of him. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's, that's more complicated, but if you want to dumb it down, you can say that. Well, yeah. what else can you say? I mean, the finance minister resigns and he gets replaced, and Turkish lira jumps up by 10%. So what other interpretation can you draw out of well, this? Well, he had a different monetary policy, which, in my opinion, is not understood by many, and especially by the common men. And this rapid drop that we're experiencing, and I, I, I have, you know, talked about those three reasons, but the biggest reason there was actually what Erdogan said 
and 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 his promises what are those promises uh let's let's take a look at well i mean rather than let's take a look at what he said he basically says that i urge domestic and international investors to trust our country and start new investments now this might sound like a very general uh statement right i mean our country is good we're doing good please trust us and invest Another thing he says, we will initiate reforms in economy and judiciary. Well, it seems like Erdogan is dedicated uh, to fight against um, the inflation rate uh, in Turkey. He wants to keep uh, the currency stable and therefore increase the demand for it. Okay. Okay. So that's that's basically what what he's what he's trying to do. Now, the fundamental difference between the Erdogan's current or promised approach and the previous finance minister's approach was basically the previous finance minister wanted to keep the interest rates as low as possible and made the borrowing of the Turkish lira as easy as possible and as, as, as accessible as possible to the Turkish business. To businesses. stimulate the economy. Exactly, to stimulate the economy, to uh, you know increase the GDP Which growth. is a good argument. In my opinion, that's what Turkey needs. Among the Turkish citizens, there is a raising voice and a mounting pressure over, uh, you know, uh, towards the finance minister and his policies because, um, yeah, he doesn't care about the exchange rate. He actually it might be good for some businesses, in a, in, but in a for, few interviews, yeah. he actually did say, didn't he? He actually insinuated. He said, "I do not care. I do about not the care about rate. the exchange yeah. rate," which because, he was heavily yeah. criticized about. Because yes. he wants to stimulate the economy, and a lot of experts are pointing out. Uh, towards that Berat Albayrak's policies, which is the finance minister who resigned, will actually going to be very, very beneficial in the upcoming 10 to 20 years. That was his idea, that was his vision. But again, uh, Erdogan is a politician. He's not the king or the queen, so he doesn't have the, you know, the natural right to rule the country. If there's a discontent among the citizens, he has to do something, make some political moves to get people's vote. Because okay? there's 2023 elections upcoming as well in, exactly. in two years, two and a half years' time, really. So something has to be done. Uh, certainly, you know, a, a politician, well, like anywhere in the world, a politician would come out to do something to reverse and, and address the situation, uh, and he needs to do that. But I don't think that's the only reason behind... Um, the things that they're trying to put in place now. Actually, one of the fundamental reasons behind why they're changing their course now is to, you know, f let's fight the exchange rate, let's fight the uh, inflation rate, bring it down to the single digits, uh, let's do reforms in the economy, let's do reforms in the judiciary system, is to kind of create an environment of trust so that what is known as the hot money can come into your country, right? So. You know, when we're talking about these larger scale investors, um, the likes of pension funds, um, and these are kind of funds that run into billions and billions of dollars. Now, these pension funds and institutional investors of this kind generally sacrifice um, maybe sharper growth. Rewards for risk. For stability. They go for stability. So even if, even if the expected returns are, are less than some emerging market that has less apparent stability, they'll go for the less returns, but stable returns, because they are accountable to their subscribers and, 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 and to, their, well, to their members. 
And I've looked at some of the reforms that they're talking about, although we're not going to talk about them in detail here. It will be within the next two to three years, Turkey may find itself in a very, very stable position, now, which will attract question. massive investment into Turkey. Hence my question to you right now. We have been... Um saying in our uh, previous episodes we actually have been urging investors uh, almost desperately to invest now invest now a lot of people were expecting the turkish lira to go up to you know close the year at the levels of 10 9.5 euro to a dollar yeah, yeah it was 8.5 boom 7.6 now yeah. okay how should a foreign investor foreign real estate investor behave in turkey I'll give myself as an example. Okay. okay? Um, for the past 10-15 years, call me naive, but I completely, completely disregarded the exchange rate. Because I know for a fact that unlike, say, unlike, say, Western economies, the UK, US, Germany, Turkey has a slightly different agenda in terms of how and what they use to manipulate macroeconomics. Um, instead of keeping a stable currency, Turkey, in fact, if you really read between the lines, and a lot of economists have also come out and said this, Turkey actively used exchange rate mechanism, in other words, used the Turkish lira up and down in order to increase exports, in order to push through certain movements through the Turkish economy. What I'm trying to say is, the exchange rate, the lira, Turkish lira, on purpose, it seems to me, was kept unstable. Mm -hmm. They used it. Yeah. Look at just before Turkish lira hit 8.50 or 8.40, whatever it was, to a dollar. 8.50, yeah. Last week or the week before? Last week. And look at the preceding two weeks. Mm -hmm. Things that were washed out in the media, things that the president's office said and did. A high school graduate, well, actually, you didn't even have to be a high school graduate. A high school student could have told them that that's going to have a negative impact on the lira. Could it possibly be that they didn't know that? No. Of course they, they knew it. Of course. Now, there are many reasons why they would want a weaker Turkish lira, especially if you look into sort of kind of what's happening with US and China. China is the producer of the world. Because Turkey is effectively a cost-competing country. Yes. China is the producer of the world. Apparently, 60% of Chinese production ends up in, U in the US. You know, if you looked at it 20 years ago, 30 years ago, China was still the production center of the world, but they were pure cost co competitors. So they competed on cost. They were low-cost production. And the fact of the matter is the quality wasn't all that good either. In the last 10, 15 years, what China has done is they've gone up the value chain also. So they don't just produce cheap products. They actually started producing quality value products, value-added products. Value -added products. Yeah. Now... If I was the U.S. president, I wouldn't like that that much. Which okay. means that 
some of the production that keeps China gives China its power and moved China's GDP significantly upwards in the last 20, 30 years from a very, very poor country so to... Surpassed the U.S. GDP? Of, well, not, not really. But overall, in, but in, G, in the PPP, GDP yeah. per capita? No, of course. No, not the per capita, but overall GDP. Not in the nominal, but on the PPP. Yeah. So, so basically, basically, how do you stop China? How do you stop this massive train that is kind of rushing straight onto you? Because that's exactly what China well, is doing. Well, you can try. Okay. Well, you can try. You can divert some of the production away from China, right? Yes. Where is that going to go? Where's that production going to go? It has to go to low-cost yet quality production countries with know-how. Okay. You have a Turkish lira. You push the Turkish lira down. All of a sudden, it makes your products more affordable and more um, competitive in international markets. Correct. So I asked the question, could it be one of the reasons that they wish, they appear to want a weaker Turkish lira? Maybe. Why not? My theory. Okay, my Why theory. Not? Could be wrong, could be right, but my theory. But what I'm saying is, it is clear that on the one hand, by doing this, you might be channeling some of that production and, and, and it may it may be good for certain parts of your economy but overall if you want a country that has stability a country that can pull in institutional investors and they are the real big pot of money then you need stability True. you can't have a currency that does this all the time True. and it seems to me that Turkey has now switched over Mm. And they're basically saying, okay, we're going to change our path. We're going to go for stability. We're going to sacrifice some GDP growth and go for stability. Shall we look at some data? Let's look at some data. Okay, now this is the Turkish lira versus the U.S. dollar. Okay? Start from 2002. When Erdogan came to power. Okay. Yeah. Right around here, September 2002, right? I mean, yeah. you can see that from 2002 all the way up to 2010... 12 even yeah. it's very very stable kind of stable very stable and, and interestingly Alat, then that's the period when turkey started upgrading its um credit notes yes um turkey started pulling in bigger and bigger investors True. and turkey i think this is also the period when turkey managed to enter into g17 no man, Turkish economy has always been there. All right, look at okay, up. look, look. I'll, look I'll, I'll, I'll show you a video. I'm on not going to shave my hair if you're no, right. No, I don't care. But if, if you're you do, wrong, you should shave your hair. Okay, if I'm wrong, I'll shave my hair. All right. Okay, Aladdin's Turkey, Tic Tac, uh, 20 GDP history and projection. Okay, now let's watch this video. Okay, look at Turkey. Look at where Turkey is. You seeing Turkey? This is 1800s. And that's basically the Ottoman Empire, right? Let me double the speed. 1820s. <laughs> I love watching stuff like that. It's an interesting one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Look, the UK comes in. Let's move this a little bit. Okay. Hey, Turkey has dropped. Okay, now the Turkey has dropped because there was the war, and etc. And that was the establishment of the Republic. But somewhere around um, the 80s, 90s, Turkey is going to come back up. This is the uh, the biggest 20 <coughs> economies, isn't it? 2024, 2025. This is the projection now. Let's see where it's going to end. Yeah. 2030. 
I think Turkey will surpass Mexico. Come on, Turkey! <laughs> this is, this like is fun. Watching, watching the World Cup. 2030. <laughs> okay. The inflation rate back in 90s. 90s was, was terrible for Turkey. Look at this. 104% inflation. Ooh. My God. Okay. 60%, 80%. This is the level of in inflation. Um, the AKP comes to power. AK Party. Boom. 2245. Doom. 25. In the year 2004. It goes down to 8%. And from then on, it's 8%, 9%, 10%, 6%, 8%, 7%, single digits, okay? Up until 2016. Now, this is where Erdogan wants to go back to. And how do you do that? By raising the interest rates. This is the Turkish interest rate history. If you look at it starting from 2012, you know, 2011, you know the interest rates was you know single digit low when the sort of like the initial crisis happened in 2018 it well, went up to 24% you can see the graph i mean exactly. they raised the interest rates sharply and then that corresponds to that very sharp strengthening of the turkish lira in 2018 exactly um in early 28 early 2020 mid 2020 it went down to eight eight percent again yeah. during these months and during these months really uh the turkish lira went down i mean look at this starting from march yeah. you know january february march and this is when the turkish lira sort of started with um 5.9 all of a sudden 6 6.8 7 7 point something and right around here august september it, it went up to 8 now then you you will probably see a strengthening of turkish lira not significantly but i think you will you will see turkish lira gradually gaining ground again true and if they can stabilize it if they can then stabilize it by playing lowering the interest rates probably sometime later mm -hmm. and sorting out the other underlying factors mm -hmm. um, if they can stabilize the currency that's going to be a massive win for turkey okay in in terms of its credibility in the international money markets okay well mate that's the opportunity for our foreign investors to come in in five years time you're going to see a very different turkey and the turkey that you see in five years time mm -hmm. um, will have a lot more value added to it and value added to Turkey means that the real real, real estate values mm -hmm. will go up. So if you come real in now, you, you should up, be man. able to benefit from that increasing value add to the economy. Mm -hmm. And real estate, the construction sector, is one of the top um, the number one segments of the economy. Hence, you know, higher value will immediately be reflected in the in the in, 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 in the real estate values. We we know Turkey's position, you have to understand the dynamics of the economies yes. here and moreover the dynamics of the real estate market yes. in Turkey, what factors are at play. And for that uh, you can reach out to us and one of our client advisors here can explain you into detail. And we as we always say, we believe that the best decisions are the informed ones. True. And that's basically the whole purpose of the show. So thank you very much for well sticking this long. I hope you're not yeah. more confused than uh, when you started to watch. I am. <laughs> that's <laughs> the eternal dilemma, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Uh, okay. See you in the next one. All right.